from KQED. From KQED News, I'm Andrea Kissick with Quest, our weekly look at Northern California's science and environment. One of the most ambitious wetland restoration projects in the country is underway in San Francisco Bay. For more than a century, the South Bay shoreline has been home to industrial salt ponds. Now, thousands of acres of those ponds are being restored for shorebirds and wildlife. But that is creating an opportunity for a very problematic bird. Lauren Summer has more. It's the bottom of the ninth inning at AT AT&T Park. Giants three, Padres five. While the crowd cheers the late-inning comeback, out of the night sky, hundreds of gulls appear. Like clockwork, they show up just before the game ends. Don't ask me how, they just know. Mike Kruko is a broadcaster with the Giants. They come in, and it's always with two outs to go in the ninth inning, and there they are. The attraction, of course, is the food. Pizza, they've got garlic fries. They really love the garlic fries, by the way. How the gulls time their arrival so well is a little bit of a mystery. But their numbers have grown so high that the ballpark is considering bringing in a falcon to scare them away. But that's not possible everywhere. And does he have a At the southern end of the bay, a crew from the U.S. Geological Survey is working on a small island in the middle of a former salt pond. It's home to a colony of foresters' turns. Hey, Nikki, what was the band number on that chick? Garth Herring and a team of scientists measure and band the small speckled turn chicks. A few of them get radio transmitters. When that transmitter is attached to a live chick, the transmitter beeps at a very specific rate. If the chick dies, the beep slows down. But you might wonder, why do they need to know if a chick is dead? Just to the north of us, about roughly a mile, there's one of the largest California gull colonies. They'll come in, they'll grab the chick, and they'll get back to the gull colony, and they regurgitate it to their chicks. At which point the turn chick and transmitter is inside the gull. Until it passes through, that is. That's when Herring and his team go looking for it. Uh, And it's pretty common that we find, you know, just a small pile of bones, the radio transmitter, and the band that was associated with that forester's turn chick. Herring says they found that gulls only prey on the turns at certain times of day. It's timed pretty well with when the local landfill sites are closing down. They're flying back to the colonies, and they're picking up chicks, you know, probably around 6 o'clock on average. Last year, 40% of the turn chicks they tagged were eaten by gulls. It certainly does suggest that California gulls do have the potential to have a big impact on these breeding water birds here. They're the big bully. Cheryl Strong is a biologist with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. They're very opportunistic, and they do really well with humans. Strong says California gulls didn't always call San Francisco Bay home. In the 1980s, a small group began nesting on one of the salt ponds. Now that population has exploded. California gulls are one of the earliest nesting species, and they're also probably the most aggressive. So they show up first, and they can easily take over an area. The South Bay Salt Pond Restoration Project has spent millions restoring pond habitat for foresters' terns, American avocets, and the threatened western snowy plover. But it's a conservation catch-22. As more habitat is restored for shorebirds, it also creates more habitat for gulls. With 40,000 gulls, there's not a lot of room for a lot of other birds. 
Strong says the Fish and Wildlife Service is writing a plan to manage the gulls. One option is killing the birds. But gulls can live up to 25 years, and with an endless food source at landfills nearby, she says there's only so much they can do. If you're talking about removing birds lethally, it's just not feasible. They are, you know, a part of our landscape, like it or not. <laughs> For now, they're trying something else. So up ahead, there are some gulls doing some courtship behaviors on the levee, which is definitely a bad sign. Caitlin Robinson-Nilson is with the San Francisco Bay Bird Observatory. She's looking at a large flock of gulls on a salt pond near Fremont. This is one of the areas where we definitely do not want them to nest. One of the salt ponds that we're standing right next to is a historic nesting site of the western snowy plover. So Robinson-Nilson's job is to haze the gulls. She walks across the levee, waving her arms at the birds. The gulls aren't happy about it. They'll dive bomb you and hit you in your head. They're very good at um, pooping on you. They have pretty good aim that way. Robinson Nielsen says they're hazing gulls twice a day to keep them from nesting next to sensitive shorebirds. So far, it looks like it's working. But with millions of tax dollars being spent on restoring more habitat, biologists expect that they'll be doing a lot more gull management in the years ahead. For Quest, I'm Lauren Summer, KQED News. How do the gulls know when a Giants game is in the ninth inning? Head to our website to read a few of the theories. That's kqed.org quest. Major funding for Quest is provided by the National Science Foundation and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, with additional support from the Wincote Foundation.